Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Radio Ummah 820. We have an amazing show, alhamdulillah. Uh, our guest, Sheikh Azrat, welcome back. Thank you very much. You didn't go. Give it a seven, but not to read you on a break. I'm going to tell you. So thank you very much for being back with us. Acha, we have a question uh, which we had before the break. Uh, I want to get to our question. I'm going to tell you. Again, you should be using the English vernacular for our English-speaking viewers. Ah, can we have? We can't. Can be, you not digress? Uh, no, I think you're digressing because we have some uh, viewers of the dialects of speak. Pakistan. Some, uh, we have some people who don't understand English very well. They're learning it's a second language. Some people third, some fourth. <laughs> some of them 50 years in the country and they still don't know English. Allah The question was Azrat. Um, uh, a brother from Bradford called, a very good question. He actually said that I'm actually confused with all the fitna and everything. Um, in Bradford, let me give you an example, Azat. I'm originally from Bradford. Where I used to live, in that same street, where I used to live, in the same street, uh, 30, 40 houses. In that street, there were three masajids, three, in the same street. One was the one we used to go to, uh, it was Ali Sunnah Masjid, Tabligh al-Islam, I think, Jamaat Tabligh al then there was, across the road, literally, I'd say stone throw away, was a uh, Diobandi Masjid. And just further down from that was a, uh, a Bangladeshi Masjid. Now, the Bangladeshi Masjid, some of the Pakistanis used to get, so I don't know what school of thought they had. Lakin, do you understand how people can easily be confused? You Based uh, on uh, the question of uh, the caller and yourself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not task any soul beyond uh, or burden a soul beyond what it can bear. It can bear. Uh, we will divide society, Muslim communities into three groups Ji. in terms of understanding, not sects, mm. in terms of understanding. Ji. We have those Muslims who barely understand or just understand the basics of Islam. Ji. Then we have those Muslims who understand theological disputes, uh, scholars and students of knowledge who are advanced. A third category of people would be those who associate with the scholars and students of knowledge who understand theological disputes. Jeez. It is this third category of people who tend to sow uh, discord and or heat the flames of discord and uh, fan the flames of discord amongst Muslim groups. Jeez. If Muslim scholars discussed theological disputes in a scholarly manner, manner most of the fires of discord in our community would not be as hot as they are. Theological disputes are something which have happened from the time of the companions Ali Muridwan, the time of the Tabi'een, those people <coughs> who lived in the time of the companions, up until our time. In fact, in the first and second century of Islam, in the cities of Kufa and Basra, the Khilafah would allow different sects in the, in the capitals as well as in other cities like Kufa and Basra to hold dis debates, public debates on theological issues. This was common in the Muslim world. So the problem is not theological debates. The problem is those people who cannot understand theological disputes, the people who cannot make any sense of theological disputes. So like I said, People are divided into three categories. Category one, people who just know the basics of Islam, which make up the majority of the ummah, of the nation. Number two, scholars and students, advanced students of knowledge 
who have those theological debates. And the third category is a group of people who associate with the second group. The first category of people are not qualified or tasked to delve into theological disputes. If they cannot understand basic terms of Islam, and this brings me back to language, because uh, the role of Arabic language, if later you can remind me of the yeah. role of the Arabic language in the Muslim community, the first category of people are not tasked regarding those theological disputes. Their state is like a man goes in, uh, into the middle of the desert yeah. and, uh, with a group of people and they decide to pray in the darkness of the night. The imam leads the prayer and the imam is praying in one direction and the people praying behind him are praying in the other direction. Is their prayer valid? What did you learn from this issue in Jamil Karam? Is their prayer valid? We would say... I love the way, way, way Hazrat brought my history up. What they taught you in Jamil Karam? The, <laughs> the, the way, the, way the, the, uh, the answer would be that their prayer would be valid because they don't know. Oh, uh, just before you carry on, we've got a caller with us as well from Bradford. Assalamu alaikum. Listen, I asked a question. I want a simple answer, please. Please, I, I know you are very busy. You've got a big share. Sorry, are you, the, are you the same question, brother? Yes, I am. Yeah, well, brother, I'm like not... I said, brother, if you pay attention to the beginning of what I said, I said that don't ask too many questions based on fiqh, but if you are going to ask, I'll let that question come. Hazrat uh, uh, is answering the question, but... Uh, if you need a simpler answer, then, brother, uh, there's another program called YQA. Your question's answered. Please call that program. Uh, inshallah, it's on the same uh, channel, but so here know, we're so speaking so more about Sheikh. We're talking. G? You know, we need to listen to me then. Okay. That's up to you. Again, uh, if you can't have the patience to. G, uh, 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 we need patience in order to listen to the answer. I was saying. Jazakallah, anyway. Thank you for your call, brother. If a person praise behind someone Jee. who has impurities on their clothes and they have no knowledge of the fact that the imam has impurities on their clothes will their prayer be valid or not what if, if this is this if they know or if, if they, they don't, don't know, know then i suppose it is because they have come their with prayer the is valid in that's the, what i learned in I the same way if the imam leads the prayer Jee. without ablution and the person praying behind the imam does not know the imam has no ablution Jee. is his prayer valid behind the imam the answer would be the prayer is valid behind the imam. So if you fall, this caller who cannot have the patience to even listen in for a few minutes, if you fall into this first category of people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not tasked you uh, to learn the theological disputes amongst these groups. We have to go to the azan. We will be right back. Inshallah. See you on the other side. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Radio Ummah 820 with your host, your friend, your dost, Usman Rahman. And we have with us again Sheikh Asrad Rashid Sahib. Azrit, shukra baithe rayo. Gab shab karne rayo. Thank you very much for being with us once again. Um, achha, I need to ask you a question because uh, I, I don't want to leave this where, where we left. It was where you said you, you studied, uh, so uh, you enrolled somewhere in Pakistan where... You, uh, Not you went, enrolled in Pakistan. You studied? No, uh, I went for a family visit and I picked up some books. No, but when you Islam. said you were learning the Surah Baqarah. That was in England, in Birmingham. Allah, see you go back and forth, don't you? Mm. So did you study at any point in Pakistan? No. You studied here. So after you, uh, you obviously studied your books, mashallah, in Pakistan, you came here, you started... Uh, studying hifs. Um, what, what next? Hold on. It looks like you've got a, a lengthy answer. We've got a caller with us as well. Assalamu alaikum. Hello, 
Can you hear me, brother? Yeah, brother, I can hear you. How are you doing, uh, brother? Are you okay? Alhamdulillah, my brother. Brother, just turn, uh, turn your TV a little bit lower. Yeah, can you still hear it in the background? Yeah, I can hear you now. How are you? Tick tock, bro? Yeah, yeah, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, all good. You doing well? Alhamdulillah, duas, brother. Yeah, duas. Mashallah, you're doing a very nice show. Um, and keep it up. Exactly. Jazakallah. And uh, salam to uh, Sheikh Sarah Sahib as well. Jazakallah. Uh, we try and keep. Uh, try and. I tried uh, reading them up on Facebook. Um, with the post and that, mashallah, they're doing very, very good work. To be honest with you, especially with us youth, um, mashallah. you know, the, like they, the constructive. There's been, mashallah, there's been sheikhs out there, um, but Sheikh Asrar, they they utilizing it for the ummah. They like obviously, Jirab, yeah, knowledge, yeah. that's for yourself. But they try and make matters clear in front of the rest of the ummah as well, which many people are not. There's a lot of people that just like they're not as open as like the way Sheikh Sheikh Asrar Sabah and mashallah. Hopefully, one day in the future, either me or offspring or someone from my family can study and be some, somewhat similar, inshallah. I'd ask Sheikh Sab to do dua for us as well. Inshallah. They're listening to you anyway. If you'd like to give them salam directly, they're listening to you. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh Sab. Well, they probably heard about salam anyway by now. rushed for an this is the Bradford caller, by the way, just in case you think A Bradford caller who, who seemed rushed for an answer. <clears throat> I said if people are categorized into three groups, <clears throat> if he falls into the first group, which it seems, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not tasked him to go into disputes and learn about disputes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has only tasked him to pray five times a day and to learn the very basics of Islam. <clears throat> it would be harmful for him to go into disputes and into uh, argumentation because he is not uh, able or does not have time to go into those uh, type of things. He's asking regarding different groups. Again, this is what I mentioned. Uh, again, I would say um, he was not asking about Aqidah. In fact, he was mentioning the term peers, which is uh, spiritual guides, meaning there are so many people saying that there are uh, so many spiritual guides. Regarding that, I would say, take what is pure and leave what is impure. Meaning, uh, take what is good from uh, every Muslim and leave what is impure. But the main thing, which is the foundational problem, which people like that are having, is that blind conformity in creed is impermissible. Blind conformity, taqlid, in creed is imper impermissible. This is why uh, throughout the UK I said it is imperative upon the scholars to teach works like uh, As-Sughra of Al-Imam Al-Sunusi Muhammad bin Yusuf Al-Sunusi. He has a work on creed which is necessary on people. I myself delivered lectures which are available for people to listen. And we will check them out as it, but we have a caller with us from Leeds. Assalamu alaikum. How are you, brother? You okay? I'm fine, my brother. Could you first of all give my salam to... Yeah, brother, you can give it yourself, inshallah. They're listening to you. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh Saab. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh Saab, mashallah, uh, I was just listening to your program. 
And uh, I, I never even generally knew what topic you were on about, but you know when I seen your face, I thought I've got to give a ring to the Sheikh and say, Mashallah, you've done a, a great job recently. I've uh, listened to your lectures, your debate as well against the deviants, and Mashallah, you're doing a really good job. Mashallah. And, and uh, keep the brother in your duas, and Mashallah, just keep on. Jazakallah, Mashallah. Yes. And I would say, uh, brothers, yeah. to not forget me fr from their supplications and, and dua when they beseech Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jazakallah, my brother. Thank you very, very much for your call. Hazrat, you were saying? So, uh, with regard to uh, theological disputes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has only touched people according to their ability, according to their intellectual uh, capacity. But at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden us. And according to the majority of the theologians, this is the correct position from blind conformity, taqlid in creed. In creed. It is impermissible for a person to blind follow anyone in creed. So if people do away with this foundational problem, this underlying problem, all the other subsidiary problems will unravel themselves. All the other problems will be unraveled if they resolve this foundational problem, which is blind conformity in creed. But is it, you're saying blind... How, okay, then in that case, if one was to uh, uh, see a sheikh, they want to get, take bayah, or they just need guidance in life. And again, they are trying. What people are saying, they're trying. Uh, you have mentioned just you know, stick to your namaz, your basic, you know, uh, that's obligatory upon you anyway. Uh, but if they are trying to seek their sheikh or trying to build a connection, they, they do want to get there, what do you say I to would those say who do want to? The answer is in your question, that if a person cannot even correct his five daily prayers, then there's no point looking elsewhere. Then what do they even mean by this term bay'ah? Meaning the concepts of suluk, bay'ah, tasawwuf, tazkiyah are concepts which exist in ihsan. There are, there are scholars who have detailed these concepts, detailed um, these uh, beliefs in their books, like Imam Abu Hamid al-Ghazali, uh, Sidi Ahmed Zarruq, and so many other uh, scholars, the author of Kashful Mahjub, Data Hajwari, rahimahullah. Oh, yeah. so many scholars, Al-Risalatul uh, Imam Kushayri, As I just before you Kutul carry on, we have, we have, we have, we have a caller with this from Bradford on the line. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. How are you, brother? You okay? What's your name, sir? Uh, my name is Azim. Azim? Yeah, yeah. I'm How are you, brother? You okay? Yeah, yeah, alhamdulillah. Well. Ajah, mashallah. The Sheikh is listening to you, G. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh Sahab. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. G, mashallah. Uh, we met Sheikh Sab uh, a month ago. I don't know whether he remembers or not uh, in Birmingham. Most likely uh, not because they're very busy. Man, mashallah, but uh, Gigi, you met them, okay? Yeah, uh, just one question. Uh, uh, what should Sunni youth do who, uh, up and down the UK? Because a lot, a lot of the time, you see, you know, people using Facebook and social media websites, and all, all they ever do is just attack each other. Mm. Uh, one ulama is attacking another ulama, uh, one piece attacking another, another piece. You know, what advice could um, Sheikh give? to Sunni youth, um, should we go back to the classical Dalsin Islami and, and should we, um, uh, you know, focus on that rather than, and, and, you know, talking, talking ill of the people? MashaAllah. Just advice for the Sunni youth, inshallah. 
we received your question. Thank you very much for that. Very good question. Turning to the question of the brother, what should Sunnis, but not only Sunnis, Muslims in general, Muslims, yeah. in general, what should they be doing in the UK? He mentioned groups and individuals slandering one another on social media. Remember, Facebook and Twitter are not sources of knowledge. No, no. In fact, even when a Facebook post goes on, as you are familiar now, that my Facebook page is run by admin. Gee, so when I, I do that because I got ripped. Gee. When I send, uh, you got what? No, I got ripped. I, I messaged you. I, ripped is another term we use. Sorry, so when, you probably won't be. When I, <laughs> when I um, uh, need a message Gee. broadcasted on Facebook through my Nokia phone, I'd send... And you know, he's actually... Wallahi, I'm not lying. He's actually serious. He's actually got a Nokia phone. I, I tried to WhatsApp him. And you know when you send an invite and it doesn't go? Well, there's a reason. It's not a smartphone. It's a phone. It's not smart. Mashallah. So, so when, say? when I send a message to my uh, admin and they place a message, once the admin informed me that someone had actually placed on the page that we may, can we learn Arabic from you on Facebook. Gee. Now, this is a major problem that people tend to think they can learn Islam correctly on social media, on Facebook, on uh, twi Twitter, on uh, t television programs. The only correct method of learning Islam is by meeting uh, ulama. And this goes back to our initial question, how do people associate with scholars and benefit from them? I said it is necessary on that individual to learn the basic precepts of religion, the basic concepts of religion, and this could be done with Ahlul Ilm, the people of knowledge. Meaning, ask the people of knowledge if you do not know, and be with the truthful ones, meaning the ulama, the scholars, and the pious people also. Yeah. So learn your basic aspects of Islam uh, from them and practice those aspects of Islam. Now, going on to the, the question the brother asked about regarding disputes, yeah. and what Sunni youth also are involved with uh, in disputes and uh, going into disputes and some of them seem to think that the one who raises his voice and the one who insults and swears has won the debate. Yeah. This is one of the problems some people had with me in debating that they said you did not raise your voice enough and you did not insult the opponent. But by raising the voice and insulting the opponent, a person does not win the debate. No. Secondly, Switch off your social media accounts if you're spending time uh, on those social media accounts and take time to read a book. Sure. This is why uh, on uh, the page that the admin runs for me, we tend to place books recommended essential uh, reading for that people. That was actually my next question was how do you know need, which book to read? Which we place on the page. Uh, what books should be read by people and at least everyone should be finishing one book a week. Sure. Meaning returning back to a reading culture, not a, a culture which is uh, entertained by social media. And this goes for scholars and students of knowledge as well, because so many of them spend so much time on Facebook in order to promote themselves. Promote themselves. So self-promotion uh, under the guise that this is done for uh, the sake of tabligh, uh, for preaching Islam. But yet some of the greatest preachers I know, like Sayyid Muhammad Hashmi Mia, a great preacher of Islam, he does not have a smartphone and a, he does not run his own Facebook page and he's always posting on Facebook. No, he actually tours country uh, from Africa, different countries in Africa, different regions of India, different regions of Pakistan, different regions of the world, poor regions 
of the world mm. and preaches Islam to people, meeting them and socializing with them. Social media can never replace meeting people uh, actually breathing the same air as yeah. them. Same this way. is how Islam is spread, not through social media. And some people, the brother who runs the admin of my page told me that people even buy likes yes. on Facebook. He said to me, your likes are organic. Okay. They're organic yeah, yeah. likes. I said, uh, in order to preach Islam, we do not need to commercialize Islam. Like even the way Ummah channel does. Gee. So much commercialism on Ummah channel. But for, to spreading, uh, for spreading Islam, let's look at our ancestors. They entered places like Just before like you India. go into that, just before you go into that, I've just been told that we're heading towards a break. Uh, inshallah, we will see you on the other side. Salaamu Alaikum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the fourth segment. And yes, we are still joined by the Sheikh himself, Sheikh Asrar. Assalamu alaikum, welcome back. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Azad Kash Dori, Tik Tak. You okay? Acha, you're not getting bored, are you? Mashallah, we're, we're not. I'm, we're really getting entertained. We really are because some of the uh, uh, points that uh, Azad has touched. You know, sometimes when you have something in your heart and you wanted to ask it or you want to mention it, you want to bring it up and it goes out your head. And Vesik Gallag Allah, you start to bring it up again. You're touching on them points so much. You know, Jazakallah for doing that for myself, for many of the viewers. You were saying something before the break. I think I'll let you finish what you were saying if you remember what you were saying. Well, some of your callers were asking regarding what should Sunni youth do in the UK. And I would say the first thing that they need to do is read. If they do not read Gee. literature. You were saying a book a week or something at least. At least a book a week. If they do not raise their standards, then they will remain in the quagmire that they are in. Meaning okay. the ditches yeah. that we are in, the mental ditches, the abstract ditches of ignorance, we will remain in those ditches. If we ourselves do not place the effort and exert ourselves to take ourselves out of those ditches. And the very first thing to <coughs> do is to read. There is so much literature to read that before in the 90s people would complain that there is not enough Sunni literature. Now we have so much literature that people are confused what to read first. So you can start with one author. For instance, if you start with, Ali, this is one of the first authors that I started with, yeah. was Al-Imam Abu Hamid Al-Ghazali rahimahullah ta'ala. And his book Al-Munqid Min Al-Dalal, Delivery from Error. This book has, has multiple translations. Yeah. This was one of the books I read in my early teens. So people can start with the books of Al-Imam Al-Ghazali rahmallah, like Ihya al And people are familiar with these titles, but they need the patience to sit down and read. One of the main things that stops people from reading and studying is a continuous obsession with controversies. A continuous obsession with the controversies. If they see a controversy between two scholars, mm. or they see a, a controversy between two groups, they seem to think that Islam is limited to that one controversy, that if the controversy is done away with, they will have nothing to uh, give them the uh, strength to carry on with practicing, ostensibly practicing Islam. Some of them will limit Islam to the beard yeah. and uh, uh, being obsessed with one controversy, yet Islam is so deep as a religion that if they started reading the books of the likes of Imam Abu Hamid al-Ghazali, his book, Tahafatul Falasifa, the incoherence of the philosophers. This book's available in English. Uh, uh, the other numerous books, Al Imam Abu Hamd al Ghazali wrote, books like Kashful Mahjub, which is also in English, books like 
the the work of Khushairi, Al-Risalat Al-Khushairiya, beautiful books uh, written in English. One of the other early books which I read in my teens, which I would say is of the role model for Muslims in the West, is the autobiography of Malcolm X. Uh -huh. This book is a necessary book for any uh, person in the world, but especially youth born in the north, uh, the northern, and the north, te uh, the technical north. What's the technical north? The Anglican world, the uh, the the Western world. Anyone brought brought up uh, in the uh, 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 brought up in these regions, he must read the autobiography of Malcolm X. Without doubt. As I just adding to what you just said, because I've just got, in my earpiece, I've just been given another question from a non-Muslim. If they were to study or want to study Islam, are these the books that you would recommend to them as well? Uh, yes, the same literature I would recommend so the to non-Muslims as well. The autobiography of Malcolm X is an evidence. Is a proof from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala against those people who refuse to acknowledge the truth of Islam from non-Muslims, but also Muslims who fail to refuse uh -huh. to accept the truth of Islam in its practical sense. We may say so it's to non-Muslims and Muslims. And Muslims that we may say with our tongues that we accept Islam, but we do not live Islam. It's living Islam is one thing and accepting Islam is another. Living Islam practically. And the autobiography of Malcolm X is one of those works which will remain as a proof against those people who refuse to practice the essence of Islam. Because we may talk about Khilafah, but we also need to embody the Khalifa, Khalifatullah fil Ard, the, the representative of Allah on the earth. Who is the representative of Allah on the earth? The Muslims. Muslims. And the Muslims must be practical in that sense. And uh, there are so many other books which I would say Sunni youth should spend their time reading. This is the main advice. Sunni youth, including myself, we should spend our time in reading and, and reading the correct works of Islam and also spending time with ulama rabbaniyun, pious scholars. And if you can't find pious scholars in your locality, then spend time with the people who pray Fajr prayer, the morning prayer, in the masjid. If you uh, want to find the quality uh, 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 people in your community, go attend the morning prayer in your masjid. You will find a, a group of people, uh, a group a of people yeah. who regularly pray their fajr in the local masjid. Make them your circle and then read these books and you will benefit. Azat, another question about the books, uh, not that you may know, then again you may. Uh, where, somebody's asked where can these books be purchased or where can they get these books? You don't sell, you don't. You see... What surprises me regarding people is that when they need to find a movie, they are able to go onto <laughs> Amazon and they can go onto Google and check. All you need to do is do an internet search. Just these, Google them, uh, whatever. So people become dumbfounded when it comes to buying books, but yet when it comes to buying Bollywood movies, of which you would be familiar with. Yeah, of course, I would, wouldn't I? No, no, I would, wouldn't I? Hollywood Gigi. movies, they, they would easily find those things in, in, the, in the market. But when it comes to buying a book, they yeah. become dumbfounded. This, again, is a significant sign of our times. Bazat, you said that these, these, no, hold on, I'm going to come to the question. Uh, I'm just getting told that it doesn't technically answer the question, but it sort of does because uh, I want you to mention a name on there. I don't even know if you remember this because I bet you're going to look over there. Uh, we have a brother Umar with us as well in the studio. A lot of people can't see. Uh, do you remember or do you know your, Twitter, your Facebook page for those who want to follow you? 
the Facebook account. And this is for those who are asking uh, information on uh, all, all the questions that I've been asked so far. Uh, you can ask your questions personally. Can they ask the questions? No. Uh, those who want to ask me questions personally must come and see me in person. Yeah, and that's in Birmingham, so that's not happening. So where did you say the, uh, the books, you said you can get them? Remember, um, books, there's a, a region in Wales known as Hay and Wai, Hay and Wai village. <laughs> People can go and travel down to Hay and Wai and buy How as spell, many books. Is it spelled Hay and Wai or is it one of them? Hay and Wai, H-A-Y-E and Wai. Uh, W-Y-E. I bet it's L-L-T-T-P. It's a village and it has all sorts of books. Yeah. Yes, yeah, for, for So if you can't, in other words, Shakespeare, if you can't go to Birmingham, no problem. Go Wales, <laughs> get the book from there. No, but on a serious note, somebody asked, do you know your Facebook? Uh, what, what is it for those who want to follow you on Facebook? What is your Facebook? Again, people who want to follow me on Facebook, I would say this is a sad uh, sign of our times <laughs> that... Uh, people are obsessed with Facebook yeah, accounts. True. I would say to them, instead of spending time on Facebook, and remember, the only reason why a Facebook account was opened on my name Gee. was because uh, false accounts were being opened in order to spread controversies. Gee. So people would make false accounts. So this is what I'm saying. How can they follow your actual one? And your... The, uh, they just type in Asrar Rashid teacher. There you go. Oh, teach. I like that one. Asrar I like that Rashid one, Astaji. Asrar Rashid teacher. Asrar Rashid teacher. Asrar Rashid teacher, inshallah, if you uh, go on Facebook, uh, type it in, inshallah, you'll see. Uh, I think I like, the, I like the page as well, so you'll see my but name. But rather than comments. Facebook, I would say to people, listen to Sanusi Creed lectures. Sanusi Creed. The Sanusi Creed lectures, which are available uh, on the World Wide Web. You can find those. That's, that's on the internet. <laughs> you can find. I love the way you do that. You, the world wide web. All you have to say was YouTube. <laughs> you can find uh, those lectures, the Snoozy Creed. You type Snoozy in the Snoozy Creed, and those would be more beneficial. And spend your time reading yeah. rather than wasting your time yeah, on very uh, true. social media. That's it. We have a question with us. Uh, sorry, we have a caller with us from Luton. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Waalaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, brother? What's your name? Uh, what's your uh, name? My name is Iqbal from Luton, brother. How are you? All right. Alhamdulillah, brother. You okay? Yes. Uh, I just want to ask a question that's causing me some confusion. Gigi, um, Sheikh's listening. That uh, the Prophet came to ban musical instruments, you know, music. Gigi. Musical instruments. And, uh, but uh, this Qawali that takes place on the Ummah channel, you know, with uh, mm. Ulima there as well taking part in this musical instrument. Isn't this, uh, I don't think I'm confused as to how this is permissible, you know. So your question is uh, if music is permissible or not? You know, this is what I'm want. just wanted some clarification on that. So your question is, is music permissible or not? This song with the musical instrument in the background, you know. Yeah, Jazakallah, thank you. Is there anything else or was that it, brother? Okay, Jazakallah, thank you very, very much for that, yeah. Uh, Achal, do answer? I've got three questions here, you know, for you. Okay. Should I start on them now? Yeah. Achal, well, let's start with the fresh one. Uh, music. <laughs> uh, in, in the, the brother said the Qawali form um, Again <clears throat> um, You see The question itself is not the problem The problem is that The Questioner would know that there are Certain scholars Who perform this Qawali mm. And Those scholars would deem Qawali As being permissible And they have their uh, legal evidence is from the Sharia. Gee. And there are other scholars who would say Qawali, because 
The term you use, musical instruments, is a broader term. It's a, well, yeah, of it's course. It's a broader term. Qawwali is very specific. But I think he meant, I think he's, but because, the reason why he said Qawwali is because on Ummah channel they play Qawwali, but I think... But Ummah channel may show women without hijab and uh, so many different muharramat, the brother had to pinpoint Qawwali. Yeah, it's true. Do you understand? <laughs> Meaning they show women without hijab, which is haram, yeah. by consensus. Mm. Women without hijab is haram by consensus. No, yeah, but uh, again, uh, Qawwali, there's a group of people who say it's permissible and a group of people who would say it's impermissible. The brother said the Messenger of Allah came to prohibit musical instruments. Is that a universal rule? Otherwise, the Messenger of Allah allowed the, the hand drum, duff. So there's an exception to musical instruments, which is the hand drum. So then you would have to qualify the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam forbade musical instruments except... So there's, based on this, there's a group of scholars who believed other instruments are also permissible. And from amongst them is Abdul Ghani and Nablusi rahimahullah. He has a whole work on the issue. There are even Imam al-Ghazali rahimahullah. And even the father of Abdul Hayy al-Kattani. Sayyid Abdul Kabir Rahimullah has a book on the permissibility. Just for your career, we have a caller with us. I want to come back to this point. Uh, we have a caller from Reading. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. What's your name? Uh, Imam Sipain from Reading. And, how are you, brother? You okay? Alhamdulillah. How are you, brother? You okay? Alhamdulillah, brother. Uh, just want to say my salam to. They're listening to you. Sheikh Asrar Rashid. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Hazrat, how are you? You okay? Alhamdulillah. Mashallah, uh, just you know, I'm very happy that you know I'm seeing you on TV. Mashallah, I think it's your first time on TV. No, it's not it your first time on TV, is it? First time live on television. First time live on yeah. TV over the radio, my twenty. Mashallah, you know it was always we all, uh, you know, we were waiting for you to come on TV. Mashallah, it's, uh, you know, it was just amazing to see you. Mashallah. And uh, I just want to request you to just remember us in your du'as. Inshallah. Inshallah. This is what I say, Thank you very much for calling. Also, pray for Radio Ummah. You see, this is why I pick up the phone and I ring people like Sheikh Israr. You know, I didn't want to say this on air. I ran out of minutes today. Yeah, I ran out of minutes. See, this true story. This. I ran out of minutes. And you know, we may run out of minutes as well. No, we won't. Don't worry. I've got enough time. Is that so belly? So I was saying, I ran out of minutes. And you know, give cuff, to give cuff is actually free. Yeah. What happened was, I thought, Chala, you know, I'll try. If it works, it works. The phone actually rang. I'll take on Allah. Acha. Uh, so I was saying about musical instruments. Yeah. So based on this, there were a group of scholars in, in history who believed certain instruments within a parameter are permissible. But then the vast majority of scholars held the position that uh, these musical instruments are impermissible, like uh, excellent works on the subject is, uh, for instance, the work of Al-Hafidh ibn Hajar, Makki, rahimahullah, and uh, so many other works. Uh, in Sayyid Alawi, Sayyid Alawi bin Abbas, the father of Sayyid Muhammad bin Alawi, Rahimahullah, who is the father of also of Sayyid Abbas bin Alawi, Rahimahullah. He, in his fatawa, states, in our day and age, we should, we should prohibit all musical instruments. Saddu Dharai. Why Saddu Dharai? Saddu Dharai is a means to stopping. Um, a further increase of impermissible acts, meaning stop all musical instruments in order that people do not pass a boundary. So the caller now, there are these uh, divergent views amongst Islamic scholarship. Yeah. 
and the, the fatwa I follow is the fatwa of Sayyid Alawi. Which is? Which is that musical instruments should be stopped in order to stop uh, an increase of impermissible acts. But would I say that there is a jama'a consensus on this issue? I would say there is no consensus on the your issue. Your personal opinion, your, your view on this? Uh, the the <laughs> opinion of the scholars I follow, I have no personal opinion. Okay. The, uh, the, the opinion of the scholars I follow. But one important aspect which is mentioned by scholars is that when people prohibit the evil, they should start with those things which are impermissible by agreement of all Islamic scholarship. The, the, a total census on all... On, a on, consensus. Yeah. So we know alcohol is prohibited. Yeah. We know the, uh, the women not wearing hijab is impermissible. Yeah. We know that the intermingling of the sexes in a private place is impermissible. Yeah. There are so many muharramat which are agreed upon by Muslim scholarship yeah. that those are the prohibitions that we should concentrate our, our efforts on. As for... Just before you carry on with that, we actually have a caller from your neck of the woods, from Birmingham. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam, brother. You all right? Alhamdulillah, my brother. How are you? What's your name, sorry? My name... Well, I don't want to give my name on air if that's okay. I said, take I'll call you brother then. My name's Usman. <laughs> brother. <Hey> brother. <laughs> brother, what it is, I am... Um, I went to the same school as uh, the Sheikh, as Sheikh Saab. Okay, mashallah. <laughs> so, hence the reason I don't want to give my name on air. So I recognize his voice. Though. He recognizes your voice and I you recognize his voice. His, his <laughs> well, yes. I'm just really, really happy to see uh, the Sheikh you know, Sahib on um, uh, TV because it just, <laughs> you, you know, why it just makes me remember that you know, I went to the same school and we were more or like, less the same class in the same year as well. Mashallah. I'm so happy to see the brother here that, you know, <laughs> mashallah, no, okay, I, I understand the feeling of this. Mashallah, he's you know from school, and now Mashallah, he's one of the top. He brothers. would remember the time when uh, me and uh, brother Fiyad and Faisal would pray in the pray playground. We would pray, not play, pray in the play playground, annoying to the annoyance of the teachers. Do you remember that? Yes, brother. We would pray our uh, Zohar prayer. And uh, the teachers would be get annoyed. The establishment of the school would be annoyed. How old were you at this time? How old were we at the time? Uh, I think this was year seven or year eight. I love the way he didn't mention the name, but he knows who he's talking to. Year, this, <laughs> year eight, he's saying. So year eight. Yeah, that would make me 12 or 13 at the time. 12 or 13. Oh, no, no, I was near there, but no, I was really young, mashallah. Yeah. Mashallah, 13 for you. I'm getting told. 13. Like, as if you know. Teek, mashallah. Well, brother, Jazakallah, thank you very, very much for calling. Thank, thank you, you so much for your time and thank you for sharing that with us. Mashallah. It seems as though uh, Azat clearly uh, recognized you. Still didn't want to give your name away. Mashallah. Acha. Uh, G, you were saying. Uh, so, so, you're, so, overall, you're saying music. I'm saying, is a no, uh, again, uh, do you not see the irony that prior to this question, we were discussing the love of controversy? Yes. That so many people thrive off controversial issues, yet we are missing uh, Mabadiul Islam. Mabadiul Islam is the very basics of Islam, which is the five daily prayers, agreed upon prohibited acts. I but totally Kawali, again, would not fall under, under any uh, the rubric of agreed upon impermissible acts. We have seven minutes left, believe it or not. Lakin, I have a question which I think is quite relevant to what you just stated now about the controversy. Because this question, I think you know where I'm going with this, uh, is a question that uh, a caller has uh, left with us. 
The question is, in relation to the debates, I'm guessing it's something that you they must be talking about, you, the, the recent one that you had with uh, uh, the gentleman from... No, I'm not, I don't say gentleman. It was Ustad Rahman from uh, London. I say names. Um, you had, uh, mashallah, we had, there was a... Uh, we had no much, actually. We actually broadcasted it. We played it. Um, what do you, what's your take on that on, on, now in, in this day and age? Is it uh, appropriate to do that? Is there benefits? What are the pros and cons in that? What, you know, what's, what's your view on that? Again, and this is again as an independent. Not, I'm not. This is not anyone having a dig. This is independent. You're just your review on this. The uh, main concern for Muslims in this country should be a da'wah ilallah, calling people to Allah subhanahu wa taala, calling Muslims and non-Muslims to Allah, which starts with the correct belief, and the correct belief starts with tawhid, oneness of Allah, monotheism. So the debate was uh, based upon polytheism and monotheism. Uh, the debate itself. Was four hours? Uh, was intended to be six hours, but then was cut short to four hours by the chairman. And again, I would say Muslims in this country, it, the debate itself had its own background as to why the debate occurred and took place. But Muslims in this country, their efforts should be diverted towards calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this can take many means and forms. The primary concern today is that we have young Muslim people who leave the religion of Islam. They renegade, they become murtad from the religion of Islam yeah. due to numerous reasons and the Muslims in this country need to address those things. Yeah. Atheism is the main enemy of Islam today. Atheism. Atheism. Why the rejection that? of Allah subhanahu ah, wa ta'ala, yes. a rejection of the, uh, the prophecies the prophets, rejection of revealed scripture, and then insulting religion and insulting Islam, insulting the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This would make atheism at the forefront yes. of uh, the enemies of Islam. And the uh, main weight uh, of responsibility would, would fall on the shoulders of the scholars, or those claiming to be scholars, that they must respond to this challenge of atheism, we have in our midst Richard Dawkins from Oxford, a biologist, not a philosopher, not a theologian, a biologist, and even that in a, a zoologist, a person who studies animals and uh, uh, evolu the evolution theory, who is at the, f at the forefront of atheism. Yet in the Muslim community today... And it's based on his theory, not any factual evidence. It's based well, on his theory. Atheists watching this would say, uh, us calling, uh, uh, the, using the term theory, they would mean fact. That's a discussion. But scientifically, for it's a theory, though, isn't it? I mean, that's, yeah, why they they would, it, that's why they call it Darwin's theory. That's they, why would, they would claim it's a scientific fact. But the point being that in our midst, we yeah. have this uh, Cambridge, um, Oxford or Cambridge uh, professor, uh, Oxford, Oxford professor, um, uh, Richard Dawkins, and others. We had Christopher Hitchens from the UK as well, yeah, he's passed yeah. away. And we have more than, remember when the 7-7 bombings happened, yeah. 500 muftis from the UK signed a fatwa. They claimed 500 muftis signed a fatwa. Yeah. From those 500 muftis, we do not have a single one coming forward to take on the challenge of atheism and Muslims leaving the fold of Islam. Or from those 500 muftis, why do we not have a single mufti who can tackle the problems of young people leaving Islam? Why are they leaving Islam? So this is why I would say even uh, amongst those 
Sufi sheikhs yeah. and different Islamic groups, they have some benefit. Their benefit is that they are keeping <coughs> some people within the fold of Islam. They have some of, you, when we analyze something, we must look at the pros and cons of everything. But I did mention that blind conformity in creed is prohibited. But nevertheless, from those 500 muftis who signed the fatwa in 7-7, they came forward for government funding. So many of them are in prevent, so many of them take funding. But where are they at the vanguard of Islam when Islam is being assaulted? Yeah. The Sharia is being assaulted. The beliefs, the very core beliefs of Islam are being assaulted. And our efforts are being diverted into subsidiary issues. Is qawali permissible? Is qawali impermissible? What is the legal size of the beard? So much efforts are placed in the legal size of the beard today amongst Muslim groups, Muslim students of knowledge, but that they cannot even forward basic proof for the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's funny you said that, you know, because we only have literally two minutes left. And what you're saying now, I actually wanted to ask you on a, on a final thought, uh, you know, to leave our viewers with, but you're kind of already doing that, so please continue. My final thought would be that we need to raise our standards Jim. intellectually and Muslim scholars must be open for dialogue. Must be open for open dialogue. Open for dialogue. Di debate does not mean raising your voice and swearing and insulting. Mm. Debate means sitting down and dialoguing our differences. The main problem I see with any disputes is that when one side or both sides refuse to sit down and discuss and dialogue, this leads to discord and increases discord. Also, sitting with uh, uh, people from governments, if you see a scholar sitting with people from a government, is this impermissible? I would say no. Why is this permissible? It is permissible, but it has conditions because the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Akbaru jihadin kalimatul haqqi inda sultanin jair. That the greatest jihad is speaking the truth in front of a tyrant leader. Now, when the Prophet said, speaking the truth, he didn't say be harsh in speaking the truth. And he did not say, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that uh, he said, in the Sultan Jair, speak in his presence. He did not order people to be harsh and speak. So, so many people, when they see pictures of scholars uh, with different groups, yeah. they may start thinking, oh, he's, because, he's aligned he's, himself yeah, he's with... Yeah. with no, that scholar may be sitting down and dialoguing with those groups. Even though I myself have not been caught up in such a situation, Allah save us from Allah uh, bad situations. But I'm saying the call to Islam, the imams, the, the students of knowledge, the followers, the worshippers, and all need to call people to Islam practically as well as spiritually. Jazakallah. Thank you very, very much, Jazakallah. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing such knowledge. One last question, Jilly Jilly. Is it uh, just a very quick one? I've been told from the backstage from much of the producers of the show are here as well. If you could make du'as, inshallah, for the whole team here at Umar Channel for the staff. Uh, and they're saying that a family member is actually one of the producers uh, is actually quite serious ill. So if you can make du'as, it's actually a request. Um, we, uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure all those who are ill. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to relieve us of our burdens. Ameen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he bring this nation, the people of Britain, to Islam. Ameen. Ameen. And make them the leaders of Islam. Ameen. That they, be, they 
accept Islam and they lead the Muslim world. Inshallah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our da'wah, our call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala successful Amen. in this country and the rest of the world. Jazallahu anna Sayyidina Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam amahu ahluh. Jazallahu anna Sayyidina Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam amahu ahluh. Jazallahu anna Sayyidina Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam amahu ahluh. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.